Live at Five Sports with Jim Suhan of the Star Tribune and Talk North Podcast. Brought your way by Prairie's Edge Casino Resort. Jim is uh, at Target Center today where the Big Ten uh, Women's Basketball Tournament is getting underway. And kind of neat to have that uh, in uh, in Minneapolis, Jim. It is. The uh, Women's Final Four here was a big success. It kind of helped Minneapolis break out of the COVID doldrums, brought in a big crowd, big enthusiastic crowd, filled the skyways, local restaurants. I live downtown Minneapolis, so I know that you can go to all these places. I know you can go to Target Field, Target Center, the bars, the restaurants, the music spots, the, uh, and the theaters, and you know, walk around downtown just fine. I do it every day, but you know, there's there is kind of a stigma attached to Minneapolis. People think you're going to get shot if you walk out, and it's just not true. And every time we have an event like this here, it kind of reminds people, hey, yeah, I can get in my car and I can drive down to Target Field or Target Center, and I can spend a day or a night, and it, it works. Everything works really fine. Well, the Gophers, I think, maybe a favorable draw in this first game with Penn State. Yes, and the fact that they uh, went on a two-game winning streak late in the year, they beat two good teams, and now they get to face a team that they have beaten before and should be able to handle. Uh, you, you know, we've all been waiting for this program to start moving in the right direction, and you never know if it's going to happen. You never know when it's going to happen. If they could you know, follow up two good late-season wins – with a victory here, maybe a victory, maybe two victories, maybe a victory in a competitive game against a good Michigan team, whatever. If they can look like they're on the right track, I just think that helps with perception, recruiting, uh, keeping your players in-house, all of those things. Yeah, I know the men are, of course, facing that same issue right now, it sounds like, uh, with uh, kind of keeping the borders closed in particular. And then when you lose that five-star recruit, I don't know how much uh, doubt that casts in the mind of some other potential recruits. Yeah, that's that's the difference between the two programs right now. Is they're both having brutal seasons, and they're both hired inexperienced coaches based on the idea that they would be able to recruit Minnesota really well. Uh, the difference is that Lindsay is at the end of her first season with her first great recruiting class, and while it wasn't a good season, you do see the talent and you do see the potential for growth. Um, ben was going to have his big first big recruiting class next year. It was going to be Evans and Christie. Evans was the guy who was going to fix their defense, their rebounding, give them an intimidator inside, and maybe start them on the right track. I think uh, Evans decommitting is the biggest, the biggest negative that Ben Johnson has faced. I think a lot, most people, uh, most right-minded people, most rational people, were willing to give him some time to put this thing together. Next year, if they had just shown promise, uh, you know, with Evans and Christie coming in and some good players on board right now. I think he could have started moving in the right direction. Losing Evans is the worst thing that's happened to him. Yeah. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Uh, he seems like really a really a nice guy. And, uh, of course, sometimes nice guys, I guess, uh, finish last. But we'll see how, how long the rope is for him. I mean, uh, you know, he is a Minnesota guy and, and everything. Uh, so you'd think they would give him a little slack. But uh, how uh, how uh, important is basketball right now at the U? Is It doesn't seem to quite have the same... Uh, importance that it did at one time. Well, no, and uh, you know, listen, everybody has their favorite Gopher basket, men's basketball memories, right? The Dutcher teams, uh, Clem's best teams, of course. But really, since Clem left, the high point has been Tubby Smith having a competitive team, and everybody was disappointed in that because they thought, okay, Tubby Smith should have done better here. The reality is, this hasn't been a consistently good program since Clem was here. 
And now we know that Clem was cheating. I mean, so this is not a good program. Uh, this is not an easy program to turn around. And the reason they hired Richard Pino and Ben Johnson the last two years, two very inexperienced coaches back-to-back, is they can't get an established coach to come here because they don't know that you know, they could, established coaches have better options. So they're really kind of stuck. And you could fire Ben Johnson, but guess what? Then they're going to go out and try to hire somebody a lot like Ben Johnson. So <laughs> I think they probably owe it to themselves to wait and see what next year looks like before they make any decisions. Turning to the Timberwolves, uh, coming up with a win last night, a good balanced attack, and actually their opponent had some of their um, you know, big guns in there with Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. So it wasn't just the backups they beat last night. No, and this is a really interesting trip because you look at it and say, uh-oh, they got to play in L.A., they got to play the Clippers and the Lakers, and then you watch the Clippers play, you go realize, okay, they're not that good. And guess what? Friday night they're playing against the Lakers without LeBron. That's a winnable game. And as we've seen with both the Wild and the Wolves, a good week puts, them, puts you up in like the top five seeds, and a bad week knocks you out of the playoffs. It just that's how tight these uh, these these races are right now. So the Wolves are still waiting to get Cat back. Uh, they're still trying to figure out how to play with Connolly. If they can just kind of, you know, and people are, I know people are sick of hearing it, but it, it happens to be true. If they can continue hanging in there until they get Cat back, then we can see what this team's capable of. You know, the Wild, uh, they, they've had trouble scoring goals. That's well documented. But, you know, they still are you know winning their share of games. Last night was a great example. Uh, I, I like this Philip Gustafson from the beginning. And, boy, he, was, uh, he really was strong in the nets again last night. Really good pickup from Bill Guerin and a typical Bill Guerin pickup in that it didn't really wow anybody at the time. And then you watch the guy play and you go, okay, now I see what he saw. Nice pickup. Uh, also made a couple of trades, uh, draft picks for Johansson and for Nyquist. Johansson will be able to play right away. He's, uh, you know, he's a talented guy. He can skate. He can score. He's not a great player, but he should add to their their skill at forward and maybe send, you know, and maybe even center. Uh, but and then Nyquist is coming in with a shoulder injury. We don't know when he's going to play, but I'm guessing they wouldn't have traded for him if they didn't think he could help either late regular season or. Uh, or at least in the playoffs. And, it, and right now they're in the fourth seed. It just shows you, again, how tight things are. The Wild have, been, have gone through disappointing stretches and slumps and scoring slumps, and they've played themselves you know, to the brink of being out of the playoffs, and then they go on a hot streak in their number four seed. And they, they're not that far out of the number one seed. And, you know, those two additions, if they both can uh, get on the ice, uh, that does give them more experience because, uh, you know, they do have a lot of relatively young guys on that wild team. Well, they have young guys. They also have guys who really aren't scorers. I mean, if Kaprizov and his line don't score, there's just not a lot of juice there. Um, and, again, these aren't great scorers, but they are at least offensive players who know how to score. They skate well. They add, to, you know, add some speed to the lineup. And, I think Garrett's right. I think this team just needs a little bit of offensive push, a little more offensive depth, and that could make all the difference. And when the goaltenders and the defense is playing the way they've been playing lately, you don't need a lot more scoring. You just want to have more on, on tap. You know, Jim, you were down in Fort Myers and got a chance to see the Twins uh, in the flesh. And, uh, you know, 
spring training, I know you and I have talked about this. Uh, maybe you can't take a whole lot out of it, but, uh, you know, you just hope the guys can be healthy and especially the pitchers can come out of there and be really interesting to see if the Twins can, you know, put their A team out there, uh, you know, for an extended period to start the season. Yep, and uh, they've been raving publicly and privately about their new trainer uh, who Rocco has a history with, and they just feel like he has – a real grasp on how to prevent soft tissue injuries. Nobody can prevent somebody from breaking their wrist or hurting, uh, breaking a bone or whatever, but they feel like he's going to have a much better chance of, uh, of solving and rehabbing soft tissue injuries, uh, keeping guys better ready to play, you know, and we'll see. I mean, it has to be proven, but they do feel good about it. And if this team's healthy, I think it's a really good team. And I think it's a team with really good depth. And Julianne, uh, one of their best infield prospects, lit it up yesterday with a couple of home runs. He's a legit prospect. Uh, they have Royce Lewis coming come midsummer. Brooks Lee looks like a real hitter and a real player. Uh, Emma Rodriguez looks like he's going to be a, a phenom. You know, they, they have some real talent coming up to the pipeline. Uh, so it's going to be really interesting for, you know, the, the group of uh, Kirilov, Larnick, Walner, Garlic. Uh, if they, you know, they're probably gonna have to kind of prove themselves here before that next wave arrives. You know, and that's not a bad thing, is it? To have some competition and maybe where you've got to look over your shoulder a little bit. Uh, competition's good. Depth is good. Even better. You know, because let's face it, not every player uh, fulfills their, poten- their potential. Not every player stays healthy. So you need to have options. Also, if you have position playing depth, and right now they have great position playing depth. Those are people you can trade if you see a pitcher on the market that you really want. Well, again, uh, Jim, enjoy the uh, game today. Hopefully the Gophers can uh, get a victory, and uh, we'll talk to you again tomorrow. Great. Thank you, Bill.